What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Food and Beverage Department podcast. We are your department heads. My name is Harris David. My name is Ruben Dominguez. What's going on, man? I'll tell you what's going on, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. All yeah. right. So we have some stuff on the docket today. Oh, we, we got have? plenty what of we stuff. Have? We got plenty of stuff. Let's go ahead and get into one of the hottest topics we got in food right now is the grand opening of the Lowell's Cannabis Cafe. It's the first one of its kind, and they are already saying that prohibition is over, and it kind of is. <laughs> now you can full-blown smoke in a public space. Yeah, imagine and, 10 years from now, we're going to be like remembering you yeah. know, marijuana prohibition day. It was 10 years ago <laughs> this day, and you know, think about how it is with with bars promoting uh, you know, beer prohibition, oh, the end of the end me? of legit beer prohibition. It's crazy. And the deals that come with that. Imagine 10 years from now, man, we're be talking about the same thing. But with Yo, even like five years ago, we were still meeting people in alleys for, <laughs> you know, to get a, a sack. You know, now it's, I, all, it's I completely skipped, different, dude. I, I, I never earned I never earned what we have now, man, because I, I didn't suffer like y'all. I did. That's not. true, man. You did grow up in a different era. I, I remember <laughs> painfully remember how hard and difficult it was sometimes to get a hold of someone. And then when you got a hold of them, you didn't even know if they're going to have any. It's like walking into a liquor store. You can walk in and literally pick out whatever you want. They have it on in stock for you. All right, no but need to specifically work. for the restaurant, man. What are we? What's the protocol here? What are, what are we looking at? All right, so it's called Lowell Farms, a cannabis cafe. All right, and it's uh, just opened up yesterday, as a matter of fact, in West Hollywood, California. It was opened October first, twenty nineteen. It's on the corner of La Brea Avenue and Lexington. For those of you not local, it's at one two zero one North La Brea Avenue. Look it up on Google Maps. It's a cool little spot. From the outside, it looks like it's smaller than it is. So you know, once you get inside, you can. It really opens up, and the floor plan is laid out really nice. It's a twenty thousand square feet, and the actual restaurant itself is six thousand square feet. All right, and. It doesn't have a rooftop, but it's part indoors and part outdoors. Like it has an, a patio. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty crazy, man. So it's got four parts. They have a lounge, a garden, a cafe, and the lot. In all four spaces, mm, they allow diners to indulge in food. And this is very important here non alcoholic beverages. Right, because the rule is you can't serve alcohol and cannabis at the same location. Yes, and technically it's only a place where you can consume cannabis, so they probably don't even have an alcohol license either. The garden, it's uh, meant for parking and additional event space. The lounge will allow weed smoking, vaping, and edibles. Now, this place has been in the works for almost about three years, and this company, Lowell Herb Company, they're based out of uh, uh, here in California, and they wanted to open this uh, cafe in order to create a unique cannabis consumption experience. And their executive chef, Andrea Drummer, and the head of the restaurant, Kevin Brady, they're running it, man. They're in charge of the whole thing. The and Houston, the Houston uh, family is also, so Break Room 86, Good Time of Davy Wayne's, they are heavily involved as, as well. So if you've ever been to any of those bars, you, you know kind what of you expect. can expect. Yeah. If you head to Eater LA right now, they have a pretty dope photo gallery of the inside it's it looks like a beautiful space like like you said it's cool you can find pictures online if you follow lowell on instagram or twitter they've been non-stop tweeting about it and posting pictures and you know yesterday i was i was watching the news and there was a line of at least 50 people before it even opened and i've seen pictures since then people were like just hanging out smoking and i'm not necessarily the biggest smoker but right, you know same here you know, known known to indulge every once in a while, whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. uh I guess like even the food doesn't 
even have weed right. like in it, like CB or cannabis. It's just no, I, infused. I, I right? do have I do have an example, like you know, menu examples. Okay. Again, you, you mentioned Andrea Drummer, the uh, veteran cannabis chef. She has seventy years experience preparing cannabis infused meals um, throughout LA. Um, she has prepared a dope menu. Uh, the consumption of edibles produced by an outside source, blah, blah, blah. You said that. Um, so she has created dishes that complement cannabis. Again, she can't infuse it in the food. So basically, like, the way you would pair wine, she's done that for cannabis. So, she again, she's created dishes that complement it, similar to pairing wine. Uh, she prepares a saucy cauliflower banh mi. If you don't know what banh mi, it's a Vietnamese sandwich. Uh, yeah, I know banh mi. Crazy good. <laughs> Uh, pulled pork and a crispy chicken sandwich, as well as uh, chicory salad with a bunch of words that I can't pronounce and Fiji apples. There you go. Uh, there is also a uh, heavily vegan presence on the menu. Uh, vegan nachos topped with cauliflower meat, cashew cheese, while other bites like regular jerk lamb chops, french fries, sticky, sticky tamarind wings. Oh, now, man. You and I. That sounds amazing. More it, Sticky tamarindo wings. That's. Yeah. No, that's, that that's what you described that to me right now. That doesn't get you there. Like I, my I, mouth I, is already <laughs> watering. Like the 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 little the the pockets back here behind your jaw, mine are already <laughs> watering just with the sound of that, man. Now, of course, like you mentioned, uh, no alcohol on the premises, of course, but you can expect juice, coffee, tea, boiling soda, which I'm a huge fan of, and milkshakes. Uh, milkshake mix-ins include things like cinnamon toast crunch, house-made caramel corn, toffee, and candied pecans. And uh, they have a dope dessert menu that includes McConnell's ice cream, a, Mex- a Mexican chocolate sundae, and Fruity Pebbles cheesecake. Yo, this menu so sounds fire. We not only does the food complement weed, or excuse me, cannabis, but um, it, it looks like you'll want to stick around after <laughs> uh, after your session's yeah, done to indulge a little bit when, once you got the munchies. That's for what sure. it sounds like, man. All right, so continuing to go off that, I found this cool list on Weed Maps, and they got a handy list for you of the eight things to know before you go. So, uh, number one, I think we all know, is that you have to be at least 21 uh, to be in the smoking areas. Now, this cafe does have an all-ages section. The other sections that are not are 21 and up. You know, Imagine <laughs> explaining the whole situation to... You know... Come on, Ruben, we've both been to breweries, <laughs> man. And, you know... More power to the parents, you know. I mean, you know, there's, there's some very you liberal gotta, you parents. Gotta, you, yeah, there's some you very gotta enjoy yourself too, there, for sure. But I know I, I've expressed this to you many times. I am just not comfortable drinking in front of a bunch of kids. But you know, whatever. That's not yeah, my yeah, issue. I get it. I just restaurants imagine, are a different breed, though. And because uh, this place doesn't have alcohol, I mean, you just substitute alcohol. I mean, marijuana for alcohol, and now you have you're in the same dilemma. You know, right, right, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's now. If anything, I, I'll probably feel more awkward now, to be quite honest with you. Um, although it's separated, yeah. I'm sure it's one bathroom. And as yeah, you, it's walk, like the smoking section in a Vegas restaurant. <laughs> as right? you as you float to the bathroom um, <laughs> and run into like a five year old mocoso, like what? Yeah, like, what are you hey, supposed kid, to do? Like, <laughs> How's your get day out, going? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is uh, that reservations are a good idea, and that's because this place is cool. It's one of the hippest places. I've seen more interest generated on this restaurant than I have for a lot of them in a very long time. 
you know, you can make a reservation online and the reservations, it's kind of an unspoken rule in the, in the industry is that you get a table for what, an hour and a half, right? 90 minutes. They're not going to say it out loud. No right. one, no, no one's going to like, you know, hold you to that standard. But, you know, in terms of people turning over at Common a Common courtesy. Yes. So, you know, don't just squat there, eat, and then sit around and smoke after. Like, you know, be courteous to other people who are waiting in line because exactly. they're there for the same reason. Let's see here. You can uh, take pictures, but don't don't bring your pets. No pets allowed. No pets no allowed. No pets allowed, man. Sorry, right. you got to leave butters at home. <laughs> All right, dude. Another thing is that cannabis is still a cash industry. So bring cash if you're going to purchase cannabis there. It's for sale there. They have it. There's an ATM there on site. So if you're one of those that doesn't carry cash, you know, you can get some cash there. Let's note the restaurant. Yes, I was going to say yeah, that. Sorry, Credit cards and debit cards are accepted for food and drink purchases. So I'm assuming it'll probably just be a separate tab, mm-hmm. one of which is going to be cash and the other one right. you'll you get, pay. You'll get two tabs you at, the, at the end of your meal. Okay, cool. And then weed and concentrates and edibles are for sale, and that's what you're going to need to bring the cash for. Now, this is probably the biggest issue that I'm sure the zoning laws and even the city of West Hollywood had to deal with was you know all this smoke going up into the air. The smell of smoke, you know, the effects of the smoke, because you can, you can get a secondhand high. It's a real thing. It's happened to me. I've seen it happen to people. I've seen people <laughs> deny it. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, so, the denial. <laughs> yeah. So what they've done is pretty interesting. As they've had, they have installed a very powerful air purification system. Now, one of the co-founders, Sean Black, told the LA Times, they got a ton of air filtering plants as well. So on top of this uh, gigantic casino-style, casino-grade system, it's, I mean, we've all been in a casino. We know how big those rooms are. Right. And we know how you know people smoke in there. And, you know, who knows? You know, there's all kinds of smells in a casino, you know? People, casinos, people you, up for 24 hours in a casino. You don't smell the smoke when you're in there, but when you leave and, you you know, you, yeah, you your get shirt a breath off, of fresh air, oh, man. <laughs> you smell it then. You smell it on your clothes. Yeah. Well, so I, mean, that, I imagine it's the same thing. That's one of those reasons why you need a, a strong filtration system. But check this out. <laughs> In addition to the filtration system, they got a ton of plants and trees that are very aromatic. They they smell and you can smell it the smell that they give off. Can you smoke those? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Have you tried smoking? Uh, let's see here, rosemary. No. no. <laughs> that even just by itself is very pungent. Mm-hmm. Is rosemary, and then you get some honeysuckle. They have jasmine and some wisteria in the patio as well to kind of filter out the smell of smoke. And they got two sixty-year-old Italian olive trees. Wow. Now, I've never smelled an olive tree. I, I don't know if they've seen one. Yet. I've seen a few because up in my area, they got a bunch of right. olive trees. But I will say I've never noticed a smell. But I think that's just for aesthetic purposes because okay. if you got a 60-year-old olive tree, that's pretty damn cool. It looks cool. cooler than a 20-year-old Yeah, that's tree, for right? damn sure. That's for sure. All right. And uh, one more thing is that they got dabbing on the menu. For those of you in the know, dabbing is very potent, very <laughs> strong. I've never done it. I'm, I'm scared afraid. of it. I'm afraid to do it. Oh, yeah. Same I here. I, I don't think I would get near it. I've seen it. I've had it offered. I wouldn't do it. All right. Let's see. The chef, Chef Drummer, like you said, you already touched on this. He's also created the non-infused food menu so you don't have to stick to something that's infused there while you're there and number eight i think this is the biggest one for some people because a lot of people have a certain strain that they stick to or a strain that they like and that's what they like to pair with food you can bring your own bud it's byob yeah and it does include a 20 dollars in this case tokage fee and i got a very nice restaurant harris you're familiar with this you can bring your own bottle of wine but they're going to charge you a corkage fee because yeah. you didn't buy the wine from them right right and it's completely understood because some meals are better paired with certain wines and if that restaurant doesn't carry your favorite wine, then you can take your own. Right. Yeah. So All right. Twenty dollars, bring your own stuff. Worth it. Well it's worth it. Twenty dope. bucks, bring your own stuff. Now, it's cool that you know, obviously Lowell's is open, 
but it's it's great that West Hollywood has kind of just you know this freedom to do so. They have embraced so, it with open arms. Like everybody in the city council and stuff like that, they're big proponents of this. It's a very liberal city, and I love it because they've allowed the first legal shop there in West Hollywood as well. It was fully permitted. It was up and running the day of when the law went into effect. So they're they're very proud of this. I think they take pride in, in being a very progressive city. Oh, most definitely. Um, so, yeah, that trend isn't ending soon. They've already approved the first edible-only cannabis consumption cafe. Wow, already. So that's going to open uh, in 2020. It's called Budberry. So, yeah, they're going to provide individuals with a place to legally consume uh, cannabis. Duh, we've already covered that. But, yeah, so number two, next year, dude, I Let's hopefully go. this branches out. We need hopefully to go to this branches and out this to new one. Outside of West Hollywood. Hey, but bring one to Culver City. Right off the right off the uh, metro. Right off the Uber or drive. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> anywhere, that's anywhere that's close you know, to public let's, transportation. Let's substitute every McDonald's with a yeah, with it, a cannabis consumption restaurant. It would be huh? healthier, right? All right, man. So enough of cannabis. All right. What do we got? What do we not we got next? This uh cool event that's going down Sunday, October sixth. From 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Grand Park here in Los Angeles, and it's 100% free. It is called La Feria de los Moles, or a mole fair. And for those of you not familiar with mole, it is kind of a paste. Some of the consistencies are very thick, and the best way to describe it is a very thick, very dense uh, barbecue sauce. A lot of the barbecue sauce we know and love are very uh, uh, thin. They're very liquidy. They're, some of them are very viscous, which is amazing. But mole, which is a specific to uh, southern, well, Mexico, but more specifically some southern regions in Mexico, have enormous, huge numbers of different varieties of moles. Some that include chocolate, some that are specifically just sticking to peppers. But yeah, so there's a big mole affair going down at Grand Park. And it is the largest Mexican food festival in the U.S. And it's here in L.A. No way. Yeah, and you're going to have the chance to taste all kinds of flavors of Mexico moles, including with pairings of popular Mexican dishes. So you'll get the sweet, the mild, the spicy moles from all over Mexico. They're all going to be, this is the best part. They're not shipping them in. Mm -hmm. They're all going to be prepared and sampled in dishes made and served here at that festival on the grounds at Grand Park. So none of it, none of it's pre-made, none of it's prepped. It's all going to be made and served there. That's kind of the best thing you can do, you know? Fresh, fresh food. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. However, uh, I'm gonna give you a most likely unpopular opinion. All right, let's see. I am I am not a fan of moles. Oh no! I wish I had a drop for like, you know. The, we will eventually. We will eventually. Or something like um, that. Yeah. I why, why I don't opinion? care for moles. I don't I don't like the because they're most of them are very chocolatey, right? A lot they're, of them. Um, yeah. I, I I'm not a fan. I'm very picky about my sweet and savory, and maybe it's because. Usually it's a it's it's paired with chicken, right? Yeah, that, I will say yeah. Mostly the, the mole, the mo, most of the moles I've had are, have been with a chicken dish, and they're bra- sure. they're braised in it. So it it's not like you're getting a nice clean chicken breast. No, you're getting you're Slather, getting skin yeah. and you're getting bone. And when it when it's sauced up like that, and I can't see what I'm eating, it kind of creeps me out. But then again, I think that's that was my attitude when I was a kid. Okay. Obviously, my palate's evolved. Hopefully. But so, let me, so when was the last time you tried it? If the last time, if you if you, you have these memories of you as a kid, I have this funny story. Um, my great aunt, may she rest in peace. She she would visit from Mexico, and her thing was mole. She had a very chocolatey, very dark brown mole, and whatever house she was staying at, the rest of the family would come like, oh. 
Tia Licha's making mole, and everyone would come visit. It was just known. And That's, yeah, this that is was what's going to happen, yeah. And she was staying at my grandparents' house, and, of course, she was preparing her thing, and and um, she she asked me, like, you know, I'm can I serve you? And I'm like, oh, Thea, I don't, I don't, I don't like mole. And she got so offended, <laughs> so mad. The look on and her face. I, I had to, like, I, I ate it. And, you know, again, like it, I think at that time I still wasn't down. Yeah. On the other hand, my grandma would do it occasionally. However, hers was an orange mole, which was like you mentioned earlier, more chili based one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had okay. the same consistency. But it wasn't chocolatey, and I, I could dig that one. It's you know, it's kind of goes back to uh, I only like my grandma's version of that. Blah blah. That's blah. true. Yeah, some um, people don't like certain dishes that that the whatever their family member makes. My but, sister loves one of my aunt's <laughs> rice, and she can't have anything else. Right, right. But to answer your question, uh, last month I went to a restaurant in Torrance called Madre, a Oaxacan restaurant. Very heavy. Ninety-eight percent of the menu is uh, mole based. They had different kinds. My brother got the mole sampler, and I did try that and absolutely loved it. Of course, wasn't too crazy. Still wasn't too crazy about the chocolatey ones, but I think it was because I can actually see what I was eating, and I wasn't going to bite into a mouthful of cartilage or whatever. Or bone or rib cage uh, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only, thing, so, the only way to get around that is by pouring it on maybe like a drumstick. And then you know what a drum where drumsticks are my be on the least favorite cut of chicken. Another, another, <laughs> another unpopular opinion, but we'll get into that another time when we get more time. I'm, I'm down to do a whole episode on on stuff we don't like. Uh, yeah, man, that'd be I'm, great. I'm, I'm very down for that. Yo, I used to be just like you about mole. I used to, I used to not like it because I, I would see my mom make it, and it was just like. And, and I didn't eat a lot of hot stuff growing up, and it was just peppers after peppers after peppers. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm smelling everything, and I'm just like, this is gross. It's just, it's not pleasing to my nasal passages, man. It would <laughs> it would sting. It would make me sneeze. That sucked. And so, Your like, whole house would fill with smoke? Oh, yeah, dude. It, it, was, it was one of those things where it's like, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're making mole tonight, whatever. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is gross. How do you guys like it? And so I went. You know, a great part of my early adult life not eating mole. And then I remember my mom offering it to me once and I said, no, I'm, I'm good. And my sister was like, how do you not like mole? You eat barbecue sauces, kind of the same thing. And when she said that, it triggered something in my mind. I don't know what it was, but it triggered like she's absolutely right. First of all, it's just like a barbecue sauce, you know, obviously different ingredients and stuff like that. But once she said that, I took the dive and I started eating moles and it was probably one of the best culinary decisions of my life is <laughs> to start eating mole again. To be to be quite honest with you, I I don't think I've it's been explained like that to me. Yeah. It's a barbecue sauce. So now it's kind of in my mind. Just right now, I swear. Right now, I'm thinking, man, maybe it is the texture thing. Maybe I don't like that. You know, these chicken thighs have this gummy skin that's been braised in this wonderful, wonderful sauce. Yeah, man, I'm rethinking my whole life right now. And and what <laughs> wow, that's a life changing moment. Yeah, it man. is. Mole is like barbecue sauce. Bam, life changing. Oh yeah, my gosh. I mean, but check it out. I will say this too. It's like you described getting mole served to you in a certain way. It was like everything on it. You know. Yeah. The way I it's always been served to me is completely different. It's always been the the chicken is cooked separately. And then you got a gigantic pot of mole, so you serve yourself whatever amount of chicken you got, and then you can put the mole either right on top of it or on the side, okay. however you want. I used to what I what I do now is I throw it on top of the rice, 
That way, like, if I peel off a piece of chicken, I can scoop it, I right. can dab it, I choose however much I want on it or don't want on it, and then you can eat it with the rice. If I remember correctly, that's how I, when my aunt served me, that was the only saving grace was the side of rice. Yeah. And I can kind of like, oh, I just get rid of all this and just scoop <laughs> just it into the rice. <laughs> mush it up in there, yeah. Hey, you get away with some crazy stuff when you're a kid. I know I did, man. That's another episode, dude. This is crazy stuff you did to get away with not having to eat something you didn't like. Ruben, you know, I'm a big dude. I was also a big kid. So I, there wasn't a lot of things that I was pushing on my plate, man. <laughs> Yo, me too, though, man. I grew up a chubby kid. I'm still a chubby dude. I don't. I don't mind that one bit. We're going to have a lot of those stories to share. Yeah, that's and for I sure, never dude. had a problem eating my vegetables. I, I ate mine oh, and I, my brother's. So, yeah, uh, I ate them too, dude. <laughs> Specific things. I always find it's always like something specific. It's always like, no, I hated that. I did not like it whatsoever, one bit. And it was just like weird because it's just like one item, you know? Yeah. I'm still, for me, it was t- like toppings. Like I wasn't a crazy, as a kid, I didn't care for onions. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for tomatoes. I still really don't care for tomatoes on things, but I'll I'll mess with it in a like a, obviously I love pico de gallo, I love salsa, but tomato and a burger not down. Tomatoes in my burrito or taco not down. It alters the flavor, so yeah, still not really down for tomatoes. But I've I've given that one a shot. All right. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't lie. We'll do another deep dive on tomatoes another time, dude. <laughs> Speaking of toppings yes. on a burrito or a taco. Uh huh. This Friday, October 4th, is Taco Day, National Taco Day. Happy National Taco Day, everyone, if My you're My favorite to national day of the year. Uh, yeah, favorite. I agree. I was like, hamburger, yeah. cheeseburger day is pretty close, but no. Cheeseburger nah. is pretty fire. Taco Day is number one, nearest and dearest to my heart. It's what we grew up with. It's what we eat most of the time. <laughs> yeah. like, how can you go? You can't go wrong with it. Because Tacos anything becomes better. a taco. Yeah. I don't yeah. have a spoon or a fork. Bam, warm me up a tortilla, exactly. and now I have a taco. That's It's changed the way I even <laughs> eat pizzas now. Is I, I'll just fold a fold slice it, of pizza. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, I've done this, and, oh, man, it's crazy. And you can turn anything into a taco, dude. To this day, even when I go to any Mediterranean restaurant, obviously they give you pita bread. and Yeah. Anything in a pita bread is a pita sandwich, right? But, no, in my head, that's a taco it's with still, pita bread. Yeah, I remember my grandpa one time said, He's just—he used to—he used to like watching me eat, which is a weird thing to say, but I get it. <laughs> um, I did the same thing. There was a spot that we would go to, and you know, I would get a chicken kebab, and I would slather the garlic paste, the garlic yeah. paste on my pita bread, and line up my little chicken skewers in there, there and go, roll man. it up. He's like, "Boy, you turn everything into a taco." I'm there's like, a, "Yeah, there's a method, right. dude. There's a method to that." <laughs> so with that, uh, I remember last year. I uh, haven't got around to it this year, but last year I came up with a list of my favorite tacos. All right. Um, so I, 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 now that you're here with me, I kind of want to dissect that list. Let's break it Let's down. Let's take man. some out. Okay. Let's add some new ones. I'm ready. Um, but uh, right off the bat, uh, this used to be, or still there, but used to be o- o- over by our old job site, Tacos Leo. Oh, um, Leo, Leo's uh, Tacos, Venice and La Brea. That's the look. We work for you know. <laughs> we work at some places that are pretty interesting, but this is a world famous taco truck, dude. For arguably. The best al pastor in the city, right? I mean, I, I can one hundred percent agree with you with no qualms about that. Yeah, yes, so best uh, al pastor in the city. The ar- best, arguably, uh, arguably the best. I, look, yeah, of course. <laughs> sure. Don't offend anybody. No, of course, because <laughs> on any given day you can walk into a spot and and eat some of the best food you've ever had up to that day. Because guess right. what? Tomorrow's another day. Yeah, the my favorite taco was the next one, basically. But uh, this taco truck uh, sits right in the gas station on that corner. 
And I've seen that line, or excuse me, that truck's popularity just blow up. Overnight, I remember too. being Overnight. able to go to a bar, hit that place on the way home with like a five-person line, you know, while no you're loading deal. up it on salsa like and, and all that other stuff, your number's called, and bam, you're out of there. Yeah. Dude, you pass by now, and that line wraps to like the sidewalk. It's a, the parking lot is ridiculous because you can't park. Oh, there's there no anymore. parking there, and you like, can't you park, can't in park there, there anymore. And no. you can't even like stand if you're not in the line. Like, don't get in that parking lot because that that's where everyone's waiting. Yeah. And if you're just gonna take up space, like we're all mad at you because it makes it look like the long <laughs> yeah. line is I, I've seen some fights in there recently. I have, uh, to be honest, I haven't been there in quite a long time. I uh, think yeah. I think the last time I went was when I wrote this article last year. All right. Just every time I'm like, damn, an alambre sounds really good right now, and I would, you know, we'll drive by and see that line. Nope. I'll, that line is. Huge I'll make guess at the at home. That line, some dude. That parking There's beans line, at the house. <laughs> <laughs> that line. Is like if they took a club and took the the roof off the top, knocked the walls down. That's what the club looks like. It's just Dude, a bunch of abs- people. You're in absolutely line. right. Because someone's inevitably playing music. <laughs> There's people dancing while they're waiting. There's people sipping drinks because they've already ordered and got the drink before they got the food. It yeah. is crazy. It is nuts. If you've never seen it, it's a sight to see on your way home or on your way wherever you're going. If you're driving down, what is the intersection? La Brea and Venice. Right, yep, right, right. Right on the intersection of La Brea and Venice. You cannot miss it. You will see exactly what we're talking it's about. It's in a gas station that looks like it belongs in Toy Story or Cars. It's Dinoco. They did, and it has they a did, dinosaur yeah, right, on it. Right. It looks like it belongs <laughs> in the movie The uh, Cars. Yeah, it looks like something out of a cartoon. Um, <laughs> it's it's hilarious to look at. If you're driving by and you don't know what's going on, you're just like, what's happening over yeah. there? Like, you feel the urge to go just because you see so many people there. You're like, something cool's got to be going on. And it's a crazy, it's a motley group of people. Oh, yeah. I remember going, and it was all the people leaving the, like, Norteño clubs. All right, So yeah. everyone's all decked out with their fresh cowboy hats and Belt their- buckles their, and their fresh yeah, shirts, the, the, silk the, shirts. The silk Versace oh, shirts on, or bro. whatever. And it was great people watching, man. It was, you know, people, just pretty people- um, in line for tacos, and it was cool from all walks. And of now, you, now it's everything. Now it's there. It, it's, they're still there. Yeah. You get kids now from you get USC. The kids, kids from the clubs get, that are coming. Yeah, out. you get everything. The um, late night, the stoners. But yeah, talk everyone, about everyone. Talk about that exposure, and you know, dude, great for them. But damn, all the exposure. I remember seeing it on Facebook, and I'm like, damn, they're killing the spot. They're killing the spot, and look, now I can't go. They're giving it away. So, man. Uh, Ruben. I don't know when the last time you went. Is that staying, or is are we keeping that? Or are we getting rid of that on the list? No, we're ke- definitely keeping that. Keeping There's no that? way we're getting rid okay. of it. All right. Look, the popularity of it has only helped it, and I can only hope that the amount of business that they've gotten in recent years will one day evolve into a brick and mortar spot. Very true. I Very can true. hope. I can I've, hope. We've right? seen trucks. I think they could do it right now if they want to. Grill them all. That happened to Grill them all. I think they can do it right now if they want to. But yeah, you know, I mean, whatever. again, it's also like you know whoever runs the joint or what their what their plan is, what their you know future holds for them, whether even they want to do that or not. If they're perfectly happy there, they they I guarantee you they have a low operating cost. You know, you're right. It's a, just a, a taco truck and then some propane, and they got some employees. A brick and mortar spot would b- increase that yeah. tenfold. Some more overhead. All right, yeah. next on the list. Let's do it. I have. Taconazo, specifically their Baja-style fish taco. Look, 
I've said this before. <laughs> my last meal, if I'm ever in a position to have a last meal of my choice, I would I would not order. This doesn't sound weird, but stay with me here. I would not order fish tacos as my last meal because I love them that much. Because oh. I'd be afraid. <laughs> I'd be afraid that whoever is making them is gonna screw them up. I'd be that afraid. I okay. love them. I would want it, but I would avoid it. I love fish tacos. Probably my favorite taco is a beer battered he- heavily, fish taco. Heavily beer battered. Yes. I want that crunch yes. to stay crunchy 30 bites uh, into my bite. You know, 30 chews into my bite. sauce right on it and the fresh, crisp cabbage on it. You cannot go wrong. One of my favorites. One of, as Tons soon as you mine. said that, as soon as you said that, like I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, well, got no, no other discussion needed. We can keep that one on the list. Um, I'm uh, really quick a okay. story. I, when I first moved to San Diego, I did a trip. I took a trip down to TJ and you know Baja, and I remember now in retrospect, I call it like my taco tour. But I remember going to TJ and eating a ton of carne asada tacos, al pastor tacos. Uh, then we drove down to Rosarito and I had probably the same amount, my, my weight in fish tacos. <laughs> and then we went down to Ensenada and had lobster and all oh, this other man. stuff. And then we hit it all the way back. And I, in reverse order, oh, in reverse, in reverse order, I did it again. <laughs> but that was one of the first trips we did when my family, you know, moved me down to San Diego. We, we took that trip. That's pretty I'll awesome. never forget it, man. I had about 40 tacos. Oh, I'm jealous. That's a, that sounds like something I want to do now as an but adult. Yeah. Most notably, man, the fish tacos in Rosarito. And I remember going to Taco Nos for the first time, and that was the first time I'm like, damn, that's that's that. That's this it. is a Rosarito-style fish taco with a beautiful, obviously no beautiful setting, no beach, but whatever. However, with that being said, I'm not necessarily taking them off. All right. But there's a new contender. Okay. What do we got? Michis de la Baja in Torrance. Now, they are one of those places that serves the big micheladas with all the shrimp and all that stuff. All the and garnish it's very on Instagrammable. Top, yeah. Okay. But they have a pretty damn good fish taco that also compares to the ones that I had in Rosarito. So, like I said, I'm not completely taking Taco Naso off. However, they have competition now, man. Okay. And I'm sure there's tons of other places, but. This place, especially like, with the the Instagrammable micheladas and the that's just the cool vibe sure. that's there, I'm I'm gonna add that to the list for fish taco. All right, I like that. I like the all idea right. of of adding an honorable mention for all right, sure. All right. Okay. What Next, I have uh, Via Moreliana, the carnita spot inside of Grand Central Market. Now, I've been there. Ever, I think I've been there with you. To yeah, this place. we've yeah, gone we together. Gone that's there, yeah. the place where you stand in line. If you stand anywhere in the vicinity of their little spot. You're getting a taco. Like, hey man, that's right. Here's a free taco. I forgot and you're about like, that. What? They give you like, one no, just I'm not as gonna a order sample, yet. Yeah. No, it's a sample taco. And it's first one's free, man. First, first, yeah, first right off the grill. Thing, you know, it's so soft. Um, and the carnita right out of the uh the copper or the copper pot. Big old oh man, I remember this. I can still and smell it, dude. It's not the crispy, it's the it's the it's the slower, slower cooked one. So you're not gonna get that very crispy skin, but you're gonna get really juicy, mm. uh the soft chewy skin that you know it's very soft I very like guarito like right I, I remember this very but, well. uh yeah i am a sucker for carnitas but i also understand that carnitas aren't something you can just get anywhere you can't go to you know you can't go to any any taco shop and expect carnitas to be good 
You're right. There's certain places that can do it better than others, and it's a specialty for sure. A lot of carnicerias, you know, take pride in their in their carnitas, you know. And it is one one of those things where, when you find a carnita spot, if you're reluctant enough to come across one that you've been going to your whole life, it's for that reason. It's mm-hmm. because you know it's done well there, and you know you're gonna get some good stuff there. Yeah, believe me. When I was a kid, I remember going to several different carnita spots throughout the year to for my parents to find the one that they liked. Like it's not you're not joking. Like oh, that's one hundred percent true. Like you, you have to find a place that does it well. Yeah. Um. So keeping, hey, I mean, they had me at free taco. Oh, I look, come on! It's <laughs> you know, it's the it's the age old like that's this is how they're gonna hook you. Is oh, the for sure. First one's free, you know. Yeah, the first one's free. But you beyond get that, that, beyond that, that, pound for like twelve bucks. Of course. Beyond that first one's free. It's like it went, they give you that one for a reason because they know how good it is. And once you taste it, that taste is not enough. Like you want another one. Was I with you when I think we ordered? I think I told you. I, I mind you, I already had been there, and I, I'm like, hey man, don't go crazy with these. You know, you usually go to Taco's place, yeah, and it's yeah, like, your eyes oh, let me get you. five. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I told you, man, don't do that here. No, they're big. You did. They're tell me huge. That. You warned me. You, want me. you you can probably make three tacos out of the one that they give you. They give you a lot of meat. It's well a lot of meat. It. It's a lot of meat. Uh, to continue the carnita. Th- oh, sorry. No. Well, we're keeping it, right? Of course. We're keeping it? We're okay. keeping it. We're keeping it. Again with carnitas. Carnitas El Momo, which is a truck, All right. but they also specialize in carnitas. Where's this Where's this magical truck at? <laughs> this one is, let's see. Uh, so, sorry. The carnitas and, I always get this word messed up, birria. Oh, I can't roll uh, my. I'm half Puerto Rican. I can't roll my R's. Man. It's okay. It's okay Birria. because when you say it, I get the taste in my mouth, and I love it. So it's all good. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah. Specialize in those two things. Um, they use a traditional copper cauldron. This is where you're gonna get the uh, the crispy. So at this place, the their their style is a little different. Here you do get that crispy that crispy skin. I love that crispy skin. One I, of my favorite things in Canada. Yeah, that brown piece Ooh, that man. you separate before you serve everybody else. Like because oh, you keep that for yourself. Pull that one out. Um, I believe. Wow, I didn't put location, but um, I believe they set up in Boyle Heights. Okay. And um, if it's a truck, I'm sure they they're mobile and they can. They, post it's up a trailer. I think they they try to set up in the same place. Of course. But they're on Instagram, Carnitas El Momo. Um, for Find me, them. they're definitely staying on the list. Um, I again, I love the crispy skin. Um, Ask for crispy skin. Yeah. He's keeping it for himself. All right. So, uh, Ruben, keeping it? Keeping it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, all these that you're listing here, uh, please do yourself a favor. Uh, Take someone who's never tried them and, you know, take them there, show them a a new experience, but more so even for yourself, just so you can try it. Because I want to try all these. Warning for you guys. Listen up. You try good carnitas, so make place that makes carnitas as their specialty it's gonna ruin it for you (laughs) when you go to i don't know your favorite hole in the wall corner and i'm not saying that place isn't good i'm just saying specifically to carnitas this place is gonna ruin it for you just be prepared everyone this one comes (laughs) this one comes with a with a warning this one this one lets you know ahead of time that it it can very well ruin your carnita experience for everything else so carnitas we're keeping it Keeping it. Next on last year's list, I have Guisados. And I love Guisados, dude. A lot of people hate on it, but I think it's because they're so popular and they're it's they a chain are, now and people are, like to hate yeah. on the chain. No, man. I but give them props. Guisados is still a damn good taco. That taco sampler thing that they have, 
is. I love guisados so much, great. man. I love guisados. They have a, such a great variety. They hand make every single tortilla. You see it. The tortilla. You see it made right before your eyes. It's, yes. Talk about food complementing each other, not only taste-wise, but it's also utilitarian because guisados is, for those that don't know, guisado is a, is a term. It means... For lack of a better, it's fried. saucy. Yeah, it's something it's, fried it's, it's, in a pan with but sauce. But it, it's yeah. braised meat. It's saucy. So it needs a heavier tortilla, which Guisados does serve. Because if, if you, handmade, if you yeah. serve it on a regular thin one, you're, it's, it's going to fall, fall apart. Yeah. So not only are their tortillas tortillas really good, but they do that thickness and the way they make it serves a purpose. Uh, and it's so, tastefully done. It's not one of these places like... Like the one we just talked about, where they're gonna pour it on thick. Like this place serves oh, they you. They serve you just what you need. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's perfect. It's like that's exactly that's everything that taco needed. That's all it needed because guess what? You're moving on to a different taco, you know. And if you can get a different variety, get the variety of tacos. That sampler. Don't, yeah, the, the sampler. sampler. I think it's like four tacos. All it's different, worth it. Worth it because you get one of each, and then you move on to another one. You get a, a great variety yeah. of what they serve, and they pair it with a specific salsa. Mm-hmm. Um. These are on the smaller side. I I, I like to measure my tacos yeah. by the number of bites I take. For me, and I do have a bigger bite than most people. This is a two biter. This is a two biter taco. To compare, the Morelianas is more like a three to four biter. That's a bigger taco. That's a bigger, bigger taco. taco. Yeah, that's that's but, qua- um, that's quant- quantity. I will say that. <laughs> and and guisados is definitely a, a different kind of quality. Yeah, it's something a little more gourmet. It's something a little a little more to look at. There's presentation involved in it. There's there's the textures that you brought up, especially the tortilla, man. Don't sleep on that handmade tortilla. Whatever they're putting in it, yeah. it's working. And that's funny you mentioned quality. And this is probably a conversation for some for another time because I can get into this for hours. All right. But this isn't a cheap this isn't a cheap taco, right? It isn't a dollar fifty taco that you would get at a taco truck or your neighborhood taco shop. This that's is right. like a three to four dollar taco. And people get mad. People get like, "Yo, this is uh, this is too expensive for what it is." My opinion is that's not a fa- that's not a fair judgment. It's not. Why because, can't Mexican yeah. cuisine be fine cuisine? I it, mean, I'm not it, saying that this is a fine restaurant, of course, or a fine cuisine restaurant. But with the attention to detail and the quality ingredients, yo, it's totally worth your three to four dollars. And, not and it ta- shouldn't. Yeah, yeah it, it shouldn't be judged. On, you know, like, oh, on that's, price that's alone, not for yeah. me. That's a $3 alone. taco. No, no, no. Yeah, look, this isn't a bougie taco that you're thinking of, a $4 taco that, you know, is ridiculous. No, this is something that once you taste it, you know where that money oh, yeah. went. You know where that money went. And it and at the end of the day, it's gourmet. I don't care what anyone says. It's real easy to, to open up a grill, fire something up, and not season it, and not do anything other than serve it. That's these, fine. These you're are cooking. stewed. These, these are stewed for hours. These, they, everything here is artisan. It's handcrafted. There's a reason why they're making you this hand tortilla. And there's another reason, excuse me, there's another reason why all of that put together gives one great, amazing taco. As a whole, damn good taco. I know we mentioned the sampler. I I tried the uh, chiles toriados there. Okay. Have you ever heard of that one? I it may it may have been something they've added it's since a, I went. It's a vegetarian. It's it's a vegetarian one. There's no meat. Um, it is, it's hellfire. It is a taco with salsa, and chiles. That's it. That's it's it. Three different chiles, 
spicy as hell. Oh, be you careful. You take one buddy. bite and like that's enough. Like it's almost like a novelty item. Like, oh, can I handle it? Take one bite. Like, nope. Put that one away. Like, I don't <laughs> want that wants anymore. Who else wants a bite? I, I ordered one for shits and giggles. Took a bite, and dude, I you know I love spice. You do. But I took a bite and I'm like, holy. Dude, immediate too immediate fire <laughs> and i remember taking the rest of that taco i remember taking the rest of that taco home and uh Being like, i can't eat just, this by itself staring at the box so what i did was like i i made i forgot what i made but I, it was a meat dish and i used that to top it because it was again no it was all veggie it was all chiles and the sauce so i used that as a topping and it kind of mild it out because it was on top of i'm pretty sure like on a salad or something like that but dude on its own Talk there's, about fire yeah. wrapped in a tortilla. <laughs> there's some, man, I'll be honest with you. I didn't eat a lot of salsa growing up. Still don't eat a lot of chiles. But I will say I'm getting into it a lot more. And sometimes I get kicked in the face. <laughs> and so I, I can imagine what something like that is. Yeah, can I tell you, can I sh- tell you my introduction to the salsa? By all means, man. When I was younger, I used to say freak instead of the F word okay. a lot. Yeah. And I was just, oh, freak you you know and one time my aunt caught me saying that and she's like you might as well say it and i'm like freak and i said it she's like oh yeah and she's she pulled out a spoon and and, and put tapatio in it and she made me eat it after you said it oh yeah she made me eat it little did she know <laughs> i fell in love with tapatio she created a monster on that very day at that moment and I, dude, I put that about the on everything now. That's crazy. On man. everything. Um, but Wait, how old are you when that happened? Oh, dude, I was a kid. Like, man, I was elementary school. Yeah, All elementary right. school. Yeah, gotta gotta start them young, everybody. <laughs> gotta start them young. All right, I'm keeping it. I don't know about you. Keeping it. All right, definitely keeping it. Moving on. Cielito Lindo. I have, this place rings up huge bell. I've never been there. You, you've been there. Where is it? Alvera Street. At the very oh, end. Oh, it's at the end. The taquito place. Yes. Keeping it. That's all you had to say. Because I've been there I've been there multiple times. Keeping it. Never knew the name of it. Now that I know what it's called, even better. Keeping it. Next, Tire Shop Taqueria. Now, this was a place that last year was huge. No, it was a pop-up in a Tire Shop uh, parking lot. Tire Shop. I've had Tire Shop Ceviche. Tell me about this Tire Shop <laughs> Taco. Um, TJ style with the, you know, the thinly cut carne asada mm-hmm. with the guacamole salsa, uh, served. I mean, you know, you've been to TJ served very TJ style, still really good, but this is one of those places where I'm really don't want to knock it off, but there is now a new King of the TJ style taco. In my opinion, tacos, 1986. All right. Tell us about tacos, 1986. Tacos, 1986 also started as a pop-up at Smorgasbord. They made their rounds around the festival circuit. Coachella, dude, they were even at Stagecoach this past year, and now they have their very own restaurant in downtown LA. And again, that line could never go. I can never go. I can never get in there unless it's in the middle of the day. Yeah, like uh, right now. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right now. now we can make it before the crowd. And um, so yeah, that's my new. That's my new TJ style taco competitor to, to uh, Tire Shop Taqueria. All right, still killing it. But Tire Shop Six. Tire Shop, do your thing. And what's the new one called? Uh, tacos, 1986. 1986. I got you on my list. I'm gonna be there soon. And that's it. Now, do you have do you have any additions? Anything that you? Um, I don't li- listen, man. I don't even know if I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm very sure, and I will be sure to shout them out in a future episode. There's a few places around my house that make excellent, excellent tacos, and I don't even know if they have names. 
I mean, I'm sure they do. Like, they're going to call yeah. themselves something. Yeah. But, like, it's literally just a pop-up on a sidewalk. Oh, yeah. And they're just doing their thing. And they're chopping it up. And I'm eating it up. And it's good. It's great. And never does the question of where do they wash their hands? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know it why? It does not matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter because they're touching food all day. And the guy who's charging you, he's touching money all day. So he, it does, And it's cool. So, yeah, I think that... Uh What's coming up this weekend, man? We got anything uh, going up this let's weekend? Let's see. This weekend, we got a film and food series, a film going on at the Arclight. It's brought to you by Neon and Munchies, and they are going to be screening a film called Parasite, and it's part of the film and food series, and it's an exclusive advanced screening and a three-course Korean dinner from the acclaimed chef. Oh, man, I'm, I don't want to screw this name up. It's uh, Look, I'm going to spell it and then try to say it. It's D-E- <laughs> or not. Just, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's look chef, it up. Chef Hong, look it up. Uh, if you go to the Arclight website, I'm sure you can find it. They're literally going to have a screening of this film on Monday, October 7th, and Tuesday, October 8th. The showtimes are at 7, and then immediately after that, it's a multi-course, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never had Korean food, it's a multi-course, family-style dinner immediately following the screening, and that's going to be at 9.15. Listen, do yourself a favor if you haven't had some Korean food in a long time. Spring for this. Well worth it. You're going to get to sit down and eat with them, and they're going to tell you all about it. Kimchi on everything. Yes. Add it. Uh, cool. I think that's all we got. That's all we got, man. Uh, uh, listen, everybody, uh, thank you very much for uh, checking us out. It's our first podcast. Be sure to let us know if we can do any improvements yeah, and uh, what else you want, want us to talk about. Yeah, hit us up. I'm uh, at HungryHarrisLA on Instagram and Twitter. I am Old Man Ruben, and just throw in some underscores between Old Man and Ruben on Instagram and Twitter. We have the Food and Beverage Department. Department's DPT. Yeah, we're using um, the abbreviation for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's nothing on there now, but hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear about. Um, yeah, man, that's it, I think. The Thank ins- you. The Instagram is going strong. Uh, we're going to get a Twitter going. You're going to be able to get to us in all kinds of way. All right, thanks for listening to the first one. We're going to have some more uh, some more fun with this and bring you guys some more episodes of more amazing food stuff. All right, everybody. Uh, for the Food and Beverage Department, my name is Ruben Dominguez. Department of Harris David. Department of Harris David? Department Head Harris David. Department Head Harris That's what David. I'm, I'm there going you by go. that, man. All right. See you guys.